on, everyone? All right. Welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds. How's everybody doing this week? Doing great. Great, guys. Yeah. Good week. Good week. And uh, um, before we get going, I would say a, a pleasant week, you know, definitely a really, really big pickup episode. So very, very surprised on what they did on this one, but it kind of shows uh, um, differentiation in what they're doing. So I, I kind of appreciate that. Before we even dive into this episode, let's let DP let you guys know where to find us at. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people, make sure you're going to your favorite website and checking out your um, um, favorite social media outlets and, you know, tagging us on there, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also on TikTok. Um, if you are listening to us on podcast, make sure you're listening to us on um, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. Um, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. All right. And also hit that subscribe button, notification button. So anytime that you were on, you know that we're on. Also, make sure that you are sharing our, you know, fantastic YouTube episodes. If you're on Facebook, thank you as well. Um, join our Carbonite Bounty BS, the Star Wars group, where you get your favorite memes and favorite conversations on anything Star Wars related. And they also have an easy share button, too. So make sure that you share with all your friends and relatives and pets. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, give us some, give us some feedback at nurse and nursecyclopedia.com, people. We love getting your feedback and you know, hope we read it on air. That's right. If you email us, we'll read it on air, no matter what you say. No matter what you say. Even so, if it's stupid. Especially if it's stupid. No, right. Uncensored. Only if it's stupid. <laughs> we only deal with stupid. I mean, our fans, you know, our our, our listeners aren't gonna be putting out the uh you know, PhD level uh, theses, I think, but that's whoa, okay. We love them anyway. Whoa, wait a minute, nerd. <laughs> we're, we're the class, yo. Right. Oh man, transgression. Yeah. <laughs> that definitely works. That definitely works. Oh. But yeah, I mean, another another fun episode. Um, we'll start with Hitch this week. What was your initial thoughts? So I really like this episode a lot. It, it, it surprised me with what they decided to do. At first, I was like. You know, these robots having like no master is pretty awesome because I love the idea of artificial intelligence is taking over and just doing random crap and not trying to, you know, be dominant or whatever. Thank you. That's what I prefer my artificial intelligence is. Uh, but that was such a great misdirect. It was seeming like this was going to be a boring paint by numbers episode. And honestly, the idea of, you know, these multiple factions fighting for this Jedi on Kashyyyk was really awesome. It was really awesome. I really liked how they differentiated all the characters of the different Wookiees. They didn't just make a bunch of Chewbacca's running around, which I think is always yeah. a danger uh, when we deal with the Wookiees on Kashyyyk. And they, they gave this thing stakes. I mean, they didn't use subtitles for any of the Wookiees, which I loved. I love that they let you know us just figure out what it was or and did like the basic translations. Yeah. Um, just a really great episode of this show. When and, and honestly, I wasn't expecting it after the first maybe five ten minutes. Kind of similar to last week. I was almost checking out. And then, you know, they managed to have them find a Jedi. It's very believable that this Jedi survived Order 66 because they are a Wookiee. And Wookiees are quite a hardy group, as we know. And I was also excited because, you know, Gunji, Wookiees live a very long time. Much like how Grogu, being 50 years old in The Mandalorian, uh, means that we can project that Grogu could be involved in Star Wars stories for many centuries beyond. Uh, Gunky here, uh, what's it, Gunji, almost like Ganja, right? Gunji is going to live for like another two centuries probably. So if 
all of a sudden, Gunji showed up in Mandalorian season three, it would make sense and be cool. Mm. So real win for me on, on that account. And look, they they gave Gunji something to do. Gunji isn't some, you know, um, monk. He's very active. <laughs> Gunji got, I mean, made the snarly face and went after. Gunji uh, got game. He, he was pissed. And I like that he acted <laughs> with his anger. And I think that um, we see that this Jedi does not fall into the trap of navel-gazing and philosophy that some Jedi do. So very positive review for me for this week. Enjoyed it very much. Yeah, what about you, Ken? So I have to I have to reboot something that you said, Steel City. Uh, they did subtitle the Wookiees because I have to watch subtitles on because I don't know what the hell Omega is saying. <laughs> so, they did do subtitles for the uh, the Wookiees. Just just want to put that out there. Anyway, Filoni, damn you! What? Why? Why are you so good? Why do you bring a, a, a Jedi Wookiee in right when we need connection? Right when we need a new star? Uh, you know, a Star Wars story. So that's what this was, right? This was your traditional Star Wars story going to an off, uh, you know, an off-world uh, a planet and rescuing a, a, a tribe of people who are about to be destroyed by the Empire, right? Not directly, but with Imperial tanks, okay? So we had Transodians that we haven't seen them in this series yet. I mean, mm. that, was a, that was a great um, uh, manipulation. Um, I, I did, I like this episode. It had that uh, video game mission uh, vibe for yeah. me. You know, so I, I like that. Um, I dug that there was a lot of uh, good and really with abandoned murder. So the way they took that one, one, what was his name? Uh, Varman. He was, the, the insect was like, the insects were tearing him apart. And we heard yeah. him screaming in the background. Like that was, that was very legit, legit murder. <laughs> um, and, you know, retribution against, you know, basically burning maybe thousands of Wookiees. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, this episode for me had not only a great soundtrack, because I noticed that right off the bat, even the first, the second time I watched it, the soundtrack was elevated. But the camaraderie, again, with the, the Bad Batch and them, you know, making them, setting themselves apart from the other clones uh, was also real strengthened here, that they aren't, they aren't those clones, you know, and Hunter said it. We aren't those clones because at first Gunji was a little, you know, hesitant, but then Omega, I don't know how she did it because no one can understand what the hell she's saying, but she, she brought Gunji back, you know, you know, and, and gave and built that confidence and Hunter came in with the line, you know, it was, uh, you know, we, we're we're done with war you know we we need to start making decisions that aren't that don't lead to war so it was a lot of good vibe a lot of good star wars energy a lot of like original just concept stuff like that i remember from a new hope you know it's not about the fight you know there's the fight there's the battle but then we need peace we need to bring things back and it can't be all destruction and people dying and and i thought I mean, I really liked this episode. I thought it was, and this was another mission-based, right? So this was something that Sid gave them on the back end that we sort of got a continuation of. So last week was a 
like let's call that a spinoff and this was back to their original timeline um but uh you know i dug the way it went it flowed really good and it ended in a nice place uh, i wanted it to go an extra five minutes though because you know i just wanted to see like yeah. maybe ewoks celebrating and banging on stormtrooper helmets or clone trooper helmets <laughs> at the end yeah. it had the whole return of the jedi ending vibe for me but i dug it it was good what about you dp yeah it was, it was a good episode um i, I really like um i, I really like the wolf um, you know, there are different um, tribes and stuff, you know, is what the episode was titled. Um, I would would have probably liked to see a little bit more of that. Um, when have we gotten, um, you know, Wookiee centric, you know, just expanding on that, like that territory? I don't I don't I mean, do you guys have we got that in this medium yet? You know, um, no. any concentration or anything like that? So. Just I think Attack of the Clones, they went to uh, Kashyyyk. Yeah. Okay. Right? All right. They do a little bit. They do it in the EU in the video games a lot, but nothing really in the mains. Nothing yeah. in the main stuff. Okay. So this was like good to see it. I'm glad Filoni, you know, um, sort of, you know, expanded the the expanded the you know mythology as far as that. So that was good to see. Um, we got laser swords. We haven't gotten that since mm -hmm. I like like the first episode of like the first season, right? Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, so we got like the, um, you know, good lightsaber, you know, action and everything good. Always, always good hearing, you know, that, you know, um, you get a little bit excited, you know, you know, hearing that and, um, knowing that Gunji is a, um, Jedi and everything, we got a little bit more Jedi mentioned, you know, a little bit more of that lore, you know, in the episode, um, our, our, our heroes in this are just surviving. They're not trying to take over, you know, they're not trying to, you know, defeat like the empire. They're not trying to you know, save the galaxy or whatever. These, the, the Bad Batch is surviving out there. They're going from mission to mission, just trying to find a way to not have to, trying to find a way to stay out of the Empire's way and just basically survive, you know? Um, and I'm okay with that, you know? I'm sure that, sure that, you know, you, you would like to have like overall overarching stuff and like a goal. Um, and maybe they will eventually get to that, but you know, I'm fine with like some of the 18, you know, um, adventures and stuff, just as long as they keep me engaged. Um, right. Omega, 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 Omega. She, she, she she's got to go. She's got to grow <laughs> up. She got something that got to happen. She, she's got to do something. Yeah, um, um, it, 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 it sort of takes me out of it because I sort of revert back to it being, I don't want to, I don't like saying cartoon with this show, you know, cause I like putting it on the same right. level is what I usually see mm. with every other star Wars stuff, you know, but um, Omega brings it down to that point. Whereas all our bad batch, um, you know, heroes and everything, they're straight laced and, and why I guess you can't make it all like, you know, too hyper serious and she's got to be like the, um, you know, the light edge of the show. Um, I don't know. For me, um, Omega, they got to do something more with her. But other than that, this episode, I liked it. Yeah. And I second your opinion. Um, I noticed, uh, I think it was maybe like eight or nine minutes in the episode. As we got deeper into it, the voice actor actually changed her voice. So it was a lot, not as high pitched if you noticed that. So the beginning it was like the whole kind of like childish, kind of like real high pitch um, 
I think the actress from New Zealand, so very like I guess New Zealandish. So it was very strong. But as the episode got on, it was less pronounced and was more solemn. But I do agree. I mean, based on her age, where she is as a character, these are things you would see from in a child Leia, right? I mean, this is a clone yeah. who's been. She, I'm guessing. I mean, preteen, she should be almost a teen at this point, I'm guessing in her age, maybe a little older, but the petulance she has, it just, it doesn't add up, right? She's been around him long enough, she should know better, so the little bit of the petulancenessness from a clone, it's, you know, a, a perfect clone, in a sense, of, of, a, of a warrior, of a fighter, it's kind of funny, but, you know, I don't know, as, as um, DP said, more of a... I guess she has to be the comic relief for the later edge of the show because the, the Bad Batch are kind of so rigid as far as what, how they are. Um, but other than that, no, I, I second everything you guys said. I really enjoyed it. I did think it was a little short. It's funny. It seems like some of the ones that you want to continue a couple more minutes, like they kind of cut them a little sooner, but it's they're, they're cut in short story format. It's almost like those, uh, those Star Wars short stories we had. So uh, it was cool, you know, to kind of get in and out on these episodes. Um, and they're kind of like different. It's it's a, it's a weird series this year because I felt like last year, season one of Bad Batch, it was more structured. This yeah. seems like they're a little bit all over the place, you yeah. know. So it's right. almost like uh, like each story, each episode is a different story. So kind of different storytelling. Um, the last point I'll say, and this will lead into our discussion for the, for the evening, but um, I really do like the whole uh, – you know, the Wookiee Jedi thing and the fact that we are seeing remnants of Jedi surviving Order 66 because the whole story we've been told even leading into the sequel trilogy is, look, everybody's dead, right? Hmm. Everybody's gone. This is the last Jedi, even though we know there probably are stragglers out there. So once again, I wouldn't say full course correction or rebooting, but this is more of slotting things in to make it make really real sense, right? I mean, there are Jedi that survived. Yeah, there really. are Jedi still. Yeah, it's realistic. realistic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I like how they are doing these things, not really just course correct, but, you know, just make it make sense for us that there are other Jedi out there. And, and we're getting Jedi that are other species, which are even <laughs> yes. more exciting, right? Because they're right. not just humanoid Jedis. We're Wookie. also seeing Wookie. how big... Wookiee yeah. Wookie, Wookie Jedis. And I would cool. like to have seen his the handle, because yeah, you know, aren't they more Earth they're like more, they are. They have the more natural. Like they share it out. They, yeah, their handles yeah. are made of wood. You know, they have like so. I would have liked to seen that architecture, but really, it was just a. It was just nice to see that action going on, and I liked that it was green. Right. Yeah. That was that was pretty that's the cool. right color. Yeah, that is the right color. These these and it's, it's an excellent portrayal of like the matriarchal culture of the Wookiee, uh, of of the Kashyyyk, which I think was really great, and it's something that we've seen before. I mean, really, the first. The, the second actual filmed thing of Star Wars all took place on Kashyyyk, right? All that, the whole Star Wars Christmas special was on Kashyyyk. So we're coming back to some real original stuff when you really think about it that way. Uh, I, I, you know, Ken, you mentioned the music, and I want to really second that because the leitmotif that they used was the Duel of the Fates leitmotif. Yep. And yep. Uh, hearing hearing the way they put that into the into the forest, man. Just a really a real home run for me, you know. And and any time you're remixing a John Williams beat, I think you're you're gonna win. And mm. that was a huge win for me. And if that's if that's how they want to convey, you know, the consequences of Empire on this series, great. Use that over and over, and I'll I'll uh, I'll really keep coming back for more um, really awesome stuff. Um, so yeah, go to what you were saying, um, T. Mitch. Yeah, they did have a more structured thing um, last season. Last season was more or less about crosshairs. 
you know, yeah. him, the betrayal of crosshairs and everything, and you know, him um just going over straight over to the empire, him slowly defecting over to the empire. We're not getting any of that, you know, this season. I mean, have six episodes, and I think we only got one episode of Crosshair so I far. Think there were two. Yeah. The two it was, already. There's two, yeah. It was like one and a half. They showed yeah. a little bit and then yeah, I mean, they need to balance that a little bit more and everything. And that's that's what I'm saying. I think he's going to come back because when we last saw him, he's getting basically dissed by the Empire. You know, he's not getting good gigs. He's not getting things that are really challenging him. And I think they're kind of putting him on the back burner because he's he's kind of weird. He's kind of like he's kind of like a nerd clone. You know, he's not really the the kind of the, the fighter that they want. The Empire is looking for. He's a little bit sketchy, and I think they see that. So they're giving him they're giving him they're giving him crap jobs. Basically, they're giving him stuff that no one else wants and don't really matter. So I think that we're going to see him come come back and join. I, I really, I mean, I if if he, if they don't, then they got to have a good reason why. I mean, Filoni's got to have a good reason why he's not going to bring these guys back together. I can I can see that, but to me, I think they just they need a, a good two or three episode stretch across here. I mean, yeah. we know what our we know what our heroes are doing. You know, yeah. we know what they're doing and everything. What is our main interest doing? <laughs> what is he, he up he's to? Legit. I mean, this he, guy he, is bad. Yeah. He, he's, he's, yes. Yes. And he's with the Empire. Yeah. Who, who we're interested in? You know what is you know what is up with the clones? Like you know. Uh, how are they transitioning over into, um, you know, um, stormtroopers and everything? How is, you know, how's all that being affected? How's all that affecting crosshairs? You know, with, with all these changes going on, um, he's he's slotted directly into the mess. And our heroes, you know, the um, our other, you know, a team members, they're not knowing anything that's going on. You mm -hmm. know, so what happens when, like you said, if you know he comes, you know. He, if they cross, if they cross hairs or whatever, they um, cross hairs. <laughs> if, they, if they if they do that, um, how do they react to each other? You know, how do how do uh, you know you split them apart for so long and everything? How do they react going back to each other? So, um, I'm I'm very interested in how they're building that up. I think we're. I think the other thing about the crosshair parts is we're getting answers to some really big questions about Star Wars whenever we're with Crosshair. I mean, and the question is, what happened to the clones? What happened to the clones? They're gone. By the time, I mean, and, and they're not, they shouldn't all be dead. The same way the Jedi shouldn't all be dead, right? There right. should be a couple stragglers that are older that we see, or they should be talking about them because they've been around, but they're not. It's a paradox that that has to have a, an answer in plot. And I think that they're they're sort of setting up something where, you know, Tarkin and the powers that be don't like the clones because the clones can change their minds. And really the only thing they have to keep the clones in line is, you know, the fist of order 66. And if that's going to wear off and they're going to start thinking for themselves, because let's face it, their template is a dude that did whatever he wanted. <laughs> he, he just was like, you know what? I'm just going to go and uh, blow up this letter or whatever, you know, because of that, I think that they're going to be seen as, as unreliable. And if that's the case, even if Crosshair wants to stay in the Empire, I mean, maybe he doesn't even get a choice. And if that's the case, you know, that, that could be a real interesting conflict to see, you know, so, so being driven out against his will. 
Yeah, you see that. You see where he's just like, you know, they're not they're not respecting me like mm-hmm. I thought they would, right? They they usher him into a dark office and you know he knows who he's gonna be talking to, but like no one they they don't really seem to respect him. So he he I feel like he's going to like defect or just like leave, maybe run loose, maybe 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 the bad batch meet him. Uh, when he's trying to do something on his own, like make up his own way in the world, you know, and they, they, I don't know, but I, there's definitely something there. Crosshairs is at a point where, you know, he, all he wants to do is follow orders, whatever orders okay. that, that, you know, that, that suit, I guess suit him. I don't know if he's inherently evil or whatever, but he's a, he's a soldier, you know, he mm-hmm. does what a soldier does. The easiest thing and the simplest thing in his mind is to be told what to do and to go and do it. If you complicate and you know um, muddy the mess and everything, then that's your problem. You know, he wants to follow orders. So if he was to defect and go out on his own, what would he essentially do? Anything he wanted. <laughs> yeah, he would I mean, be a it, free thinker. Yeah, I mean, it really shows though the, the the character depth of Hunter, right? I mean, he really is the leader of the Bad Batch. When you look at any mission, they always default to him. I mean, it's always like he really has that that leadership. Yeah, those intangibles right and that's that's the issue with crosshairs maybe he wanted to be the leader or he wanted to do his own thing and he's realizing mm-hmm. now that he doesn't you know he's better at just doing missions just you know going mm-hmm. off the cuff he, he's not he good at leading people yeah because you wouldn't want to follow wrecker because you <laughs> i mean you'd have to dodge bullets all day long you follow that guy because he's not he doesn't think strategically he just goes in but Hunter is the one that brings the whole thing. You know, he brings balance to the mission. You know, when people start to get awry, look to see what he's doing. What does he suggest? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is it's something, you know, with the, with these cats. I mean, they all got their individual personality. But, you know, we got like, um, you know, or Hannibal. Like I said, 18, we always refer to 18 with them. Hunter's Hannibal. You know, he always has a plan, knows what to do and everything, you know. Um, I wouldn't know what crosshairs would be. Maybe that's why he's like, you know, not part of the A team right now, you know. But um, but yeah, I, I just want to see more of like the um the um the Empire stuff, you know, that's where my main interests lie. Um I can see this be built into like the back half where we're probably just going to have a stretch of goodness. So I trust Filoni, you know, what he's done in, like, you know, Clone Wars, um, um, Rebels and everything, you know, you had a lot of stuff that you just had to be patient with because you know goodness was just about to come. So uh, trust, trust, trust in the guy. Yeah. I mean, we saw a Jedi this week, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we don't, like, that's not what was where the plot was advancing. That was right. just sort of the thing they were doing to introduce this character's relationship with Bad Batch. And, you know, not by trying to shove a Jedi into the main Imperial plot, right? It feels kind of natural that they'd bump into this and have to deal with, you know, the moral implications of finding, you know, a living prisoner imprisoned by by computers, which, uh, you know, hopefully we're not all ticketed for that. (laughs) But who knows? Uh, And and, and when was the last time we seen him? Gunji? When was the last time we seen Gunji? Was Gunji with the um was he I with I don't know if he was on that Rebels episode. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't know. Or if was that he was him. or is he with the was he one of the uh younglings that gets their crystal 
That's what I was thinking, yeah. They could have done that. Because the name seems cool. Yeah. Good to be in. before. I just can't remember what episode, what series, you know, we've seen him. And the Wookiee leader, Yanni, is is a character, too, from somewhere. Like, and I'm really glad they didn't go the whole, like, Gunji was Chewbacca's kid. You know, or something. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't go that route. Uh, that would have been too much pandering. If you can pander right. too much, that would have been it. But Yanni is some has some relationship with Chewbacca. I don't know what. I feel like I feel like it's a family member. Well, I mean that's acceptable, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I I, I I can see that and everything. Yeah, like I said, I would have loved to see a little bit more of, of the Wookiee, you know tribes you know and and you know see how they deal with like you know their 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 lives and you know i I just love the idea of different um tribes and stuff of different uh i guess races or whatever um i think the last time we got something like that was in in boba fett was it um we got that one episode where they would have different tribes and stuff um i forget where i think it was the tuscan raiders yeah there's different there's different tides of tuscan raiders yeah yeah, well, the, yeah, the Tuscans have all like they. That's been, that's been a key uh, thing for me. I've really liked to see the Tuscan Raiders kind of get developed a little bit because to me they were always kind of like a mysterious creature, you know, because they were in almost every episode of Star Wars. You know, you heard about the Tuscans, you know, and then they brought them back in the in the prequel. Uh, so they were important for some reason, but we never knew like why they were just these sort of savages. But they weren't. They were just these people that just want to be left the hell alone. They didn't right. want to get involved with, you know, the Galactic Empire or Jedi or any of that. They just want to be left alone. And they got just kept getting thrown into uh, a skirmish here and there. But they were really, it was ne- you need to see in Book of Boba Fett where they uh, developed them as like family. Like, you know, they were they were parents. You know, they had children. They raised, they raised children. They, you know, they, 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 they thought they were thinking they were sentient, you know? So that was, I mean, so that you're right, DP, this is the first time we've seen another tribe Mm -hmm. of, let's say just aliens that are being developed a little bit within this, within, you know, the universe. It's interesting how many like village style indigenous cultures there are in the Star Wars universe. And it seems like they all have, been given their own sort of unique culture to breathe mm-hmm. you know we see kashik here we saw um we saw that culture of man with the eye in uh andor and oh, we see yeah. like, like you guys are saying um we see the sand people the tuscan raiders yeah. all over the place so it's interesting that there's this huge gulf between where like these chef herders and these you know farmers are living like not very different from subsistence living on our Mm -hmm. planet Mm -hmm. and we have at the same time you know extremely wealthy people that are living in towers on city planets yeah where there's that concentration right yeah 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 like um what's our favorite like uh, my mama we got um uh my man um played on um I can't think of his, his name right about now, um, but we've seen him in a few. We've seen him in Rogue One. We've seen him in like the the prequel stuff. Um, 
he was cheesy. Ah, he played in the the cop show on um ABC, the NYPD Blue. Come oh, on, Jimmy Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah, Bail Organa. Yeah, Bail Organa. Jimmy Smith. Who's that? Oh wow. NYPD Blue. NYPD Blue. Wow. Now wait a minute. Was he was in Law and Order, wasn't he? No, no, he was in NYPD Blue for sure. He's in the newer Law and Order, like the newer stuff. He's done a little bit. Is he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, that's what he does when he's not doing any Star Wars stuff. Yeah. When he's not, when he's not Bail Organa, he's Detective Blenson or whatever. Law and Order. Uh, but yeah, we um uh, yeah, like you said, we were getting like rich people in the tires and stuff. So I mean, the universe is it's just vast, you know. It's 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 great to see, you know. And of course, we got you know the Mandalorian coming back out, so we're going to get a lot of um you know Mandalore stuff. <laughs> hey, YPD blew up your planet. Hey, blew up your planet. They get blamed for a lot of stuff. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah just blame not in '92. <laughs> But this, this bifurcation, and, and it's interesting to see. I mean, even Ahsoka's family is sort of like living yeah, out in the, yeah, middle, of, yeah, the yeah. middle of the woods, communing yeah. with nature. Mm -hmm. And it's weird to see that, you know, there wasn't much of that in, in the old Star Wars. No. There really was. I mean, Luke was, was dirt poor, but he wasn't living, you know, a nomadic, you know, uh, lifestyle that was based on, you know, being a hunter-gatherer or... You know, living just out in the trees. <laughs> I, I think uh, Owen Owen Lars was pretty well off. I mean, I don't think of him as being a, you know, a, a peasant necessarily. Mm -hmm. They were moisture farmers on a desert planet. I mean, you have to. That's the that's the commodity on that planet. They probably suppose, secured themselves uh, quite quite a pretty penny. I suppose what I mean. I suppose what I mean to say is that if. if if you ask me what I thought the average, like lifestyle of the citizen of the Star Wars galaxy was, like 15, 20 years ago, I'd have I'd have detailed a much higher standard of living than I would today, <laughs> and, and that's interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, back to I was I was honestly I remember when I was reading the Legend series, they got to a point where Luke was like sixty five years old, but they were like, but it's really a Star Wars sixty five. Everybody. They have great medicine and everybody's living, you know, for 150 years. And so being yeah. 60 is really like being 40. And they were saying that about, you know, all the uh, everybody like that, that had democratized its way all the way out to everywhere. But they're setting up that there are people who are essentially like refusing, <laughs> refusing to join to join the galactic society, even though there are many tangible benefits that, that are obvious, hmm. uh, which is not something I would have I would have thought was frankly, uh, plausible, maybe 10 years ago, if you told me that there were people who weren't taking the Faustian, you know, weren't taking the bargain to live in, in the, with the Imperials and let them do whatever, enjoying the galactic society, I'd have said that's poppycock because anybody, you know, there's no way these people would choose to live like that on, on a large scale. And now mm -hmm. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I feel like that's legitimate. Hey, it's it's resistance out there. Not everybody wants to conform, you know. Um, you got like complex personality. I mean, it's a great way to build a universe. It's a great way to build out, you know, different just sex of people, sex of, 
you know, just just like I we were we're just talking about the like Mandalore, you know, the Ewoks, you know, to a degree, um, Tuscan Raiders and stuff, um, the the Wookiees, just everyone, you know, everybody it's it's a well-rounded world, you know, that you can um um you know reference, you know, you got your hierarchy and everything, you know, to all the way to your, you know to your, I guess, peasants, you know, if you want to call it slaves or whatever, you know, and and you got this one big evil empire. <laughs> you, you don't like, you don't I like don't, the empire, do you? I'm not, I'm not a big fan there, Kim. I'm, I'm not, a not, big a, not a big fan. Okay. No, no, not you won't all. be joining the Imperial Navy at any point. Not at all. Not at all. You know, um, well, yeah, we could fly a TIE fighter. If you could fly a TIE fighter, would you join the Imperial Navy? Hey, if they could teach me, you know, That's those, their things job. Are, those, those things are all those things are awesome, man. The H, the H, the um, the H chips. <laughs> so you do have a price, don't you? Hey, everyone does, Ken. Everyone does. <laughs> for, <me. laughs> for my man palpy palpy I'll, I'll, I'll send you on the best missions oh man <laughs> <laughs> you, you can go ahead and bomb camino mm, yeah but i guess i that? i always felt like the star wars universe was more full of planets like mandalore or corellia or right you yeah. know coruscant ish maybe not the whole planet but a piece like piece of it like like you know like europe yeah. would be like like coruscant and the rest would be more like like on earth and it's interesting to see that we're you know and i don't know if maybe this is just a function of where the stories are or it's just a function of how the empire has pushed you know the friction out into these places that are just more remote or what but it or if it's just a budgetary thing maybe that's it uh but to me it's been a different it's been a change in how i viewed you know on how i viewed the economics of this place and then that's so, so it's, it's funny that you say that so if you lived in a city all your life know nothing about know nothing but the city and everything you probably couldn't even imagine how people in the valley how people in the outskirts and stuff how people how, how could you live in houses that are um that are two two miles apart from each other you know, what does that even look like? You know, how do people even function out there? I mean, we, we drive past places that I'm like, there's no Walmart. I mean, Walmart has to be like 20 minutes from where you are, you know, where do you live? How do you live? Minutes. You know, but yet they live out there. <laughs> that's an interesting, that's an interesting uh, observation, DV. How, how do, how did, how did Owen Lars survive without a Walmart right near his homestead? <laughs> he had to, he, I mean, you're, you're right, Ken. He had to rely on the Jawas coming by every so often to sell him stuff. That's right. He had to rely on traders, you know, traders that would come with like, you know, their 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 bags of junk, you know, for him, him to purchase. You know, their junk droids, you know, uh, bad motivators maybe on the, on the droids, yeah. you know. Those uh, dealers are always trying to pull things. They're always trying to pull a fast one on these poor, like these poor farmers out in the middle of nowhere. And then their nephew is running off to Anchorhead, which doesn't even have its own supermarket. He can't get no converters or hydro 
plasters or a hydro spanners or anything to he help go to the city. He's got to go, go to Tashi Station. He's got to go to Tashi Station, and that's where he meets up with his girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> right. Who's the city girl? Yeah. Right, yeah. Girl, and all she does is drink all day. You know, you know, DP. They say, and by that I mean Karl Marx says that the issue with country people is that they don't have enough, like. Uh, they're not in enough close proximity to rely on people to the point where they develop solidarity on a wide, on a wide basis. He, mm-hmm. uh, he, he sort of calls them um, sacks of potato because sacks of potatoes, because they don't understand that their uh, need, needs and interests align with the urban proletariat. Right. So yeah. because they can't, they're not, because they have to rely on themselves so much because they're out in the middle of nowhere, they right. have a hard time uh, developing that sort of class empathy. And teach his own. You know, you live how you live and everything, you know. Um every every everybody doesn't doesn't have that motive, you know, um to each his own. People some people like the water, you know, some people like living near the ocean, you know, they can't some, live. some directors make make a movie about the water after making a movie about the land. Speaking of which no <laughs> and they make it twice as long. <laughs> oh man yeah read bad water good mm, yeah yeah is yeah. that it did i just summarize the movie i have not seen that movie. hey it's it's something it's something you know you it's, visually, it, it's visually stunning is all you can say it's it is visually stunning yeah it's about it. here first get your edibles go see the movie i i i will say this i wouldn't go i wouldn't sit in the um i wouldn't see that movie again the next, yeah. the next comes out. I wouldn't see that movie again. <laughs> again. Exactly. Yeah. It, it probably just, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't see that movie until the next one, you know, is set to come out because it's, it's long. Um, it's long. It's long, you know. Um, and I, I think, I, you know, I said that off camera. We're talking about Avatar, guys, if you guys didn't know. Yeah. Um, Duh. This is, this is subtweeting in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I said offline that um that that particular movie is 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 um it could have been a Michael Bay disaster, but it wasn't. You know, it's James Cameron, so he does things with a lot more finesse. You know that um, Michael Michael Bay stole a lot of his lyrics, you know, and just bastardized all of it. <laughs> Good agree that we got Transformers, you know, about five times. <laughs> What you mean? It's rebooting. They just did a trailer for the new one, so we're we're going to uh, Beast Wars now. So. Oh well, it's not Michael Bay doing it, so that's a key. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So Mark Wahlberg's doing it though, right? No. Yeah, I'm sure with that. I'm sure now the, the quality of those Transformer movies is going to go up. I'm sure that'll that'll be. Well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did Bumblebee. That was like a massive improvement over what they tried to do before. Yeah. Well, yeah. They'll, they'll stop using the actual toys and like children <laughs> opening them up. You know, into in, into like the robot and then condensing them down to the truck. They'll stop oh, doing that and they'll do like actual uh, digital animation for that. Well, like stop motion. Yes, yeah, they'll do stop motion. Uh, maybe they'll do claymation. <laughs> claymation. That's going back to the '80s, buddy. Yeah. Gumby just slides through <laughs> <laughs> and turns into a truck. <laughs> Gumby was a transformer. That's right. Gumby was a transformer. He could yep. do most anything. He could do anything. He could be a truck, a tank, a flower. He could be anything you wanted. He could be a friend. 
He can dummy ram it. Oh well. Yeah, man. Definitely, it's crazy. We're coming up against. I mean, we got four weeks left, and we're we're hitting Mandalorian, right? It's it's so crazy thinking about it now, where we are, you know, in this whole this whole kind of stratosphere of, of things. I mean, we have another what ten episodes of this. I mean, interesting. I mean, how as we talk about these stories and how they developed, and like you know the interest. I, I mean, personally, you know, and this will this could be our you know maybe our final takes going through this. I think they're playing a really dangerous game with this season because it's different. Um, I find myself like, like Hitch does a lot kind of like clinging on to an episode where maybe I'm just like, eh, if this wasn't star Wars, I'd probably turn it off. <laughs> and then we're getting up to this property, this Mandalorian. And I'm like, I mean like, so Wednesday night, like, I don't know what the hell they're doing that Wednesday night. I mean, are we going to do like a, a simultaneous release or like we're, we're just gonna have to talk about i mean i don't know it really you know depends i, mean? like, I think I don't on know what, what's gonna happen i mean first of all luke skywalker is a guest star on mandalorian so i feel like that is the thing that we're gonna need right. to address and then bad mm-hmm. batch is gonna have to wait until we've essentially run out of things to talk about on mando just because like unless they bring it these last few episodes i mean it, and We'll we'll see we'll see we'll see. How I just feel like it 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 might be hard for us to split our attention, but for our, for like for consumption's sake, like we're going to be watching them at the same time. So right. it would make sense for us to address a little bit what's going on in the other one, especially if they're if they're doing what it, I'm starting to get the feeling they're doing, and they're going to start having things that they throw up in. You know, toss the ball in the air on Bad Batch and catch it on Mandalorian. Right, right. If right. that happens, then we're definitely yeah, going to have to yeah. talk about them both. So right. yeah. ultimately, we may have to just do a recap for the end of Bad Batch at the end of Mandalorian just to catch up and then address it then. I mean, I mean might be how we have to do it. To be honest, we're we're I'm finding with some of these episodes, we're not talking a lot about the episode itself. We just talk about like you know the Star Wars lore and stuff. We right. You know, the episode itself is is what it is and stuff. Um, it's only like 20, 25 to twenty eight minutes at average. Um, I think this was like eighteen. Yeah, a lot of yeah, episodes. If you, count, if you count what you would get with a typical Mandalorian episode, which is like about forty minutes, you know, um, the Bad Batch sort of fills that up. We end up just talking about that both you know if they end up premiering them both on wednesday um or like the 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 time that we're on yeah maybe we combine the two yeah you know, a, right. makes sense do a lightning round yeah. <laughs> around the horn what well, do you think less new zealand accent please all right thanks everybody no i mean like, like you guys said I, I think we're set up for a lot i mean this has been i guess th- as we talked about this will be really the first uh, kind of act ending right so this is the first act of this whole uh bad batch season two um and as you said we'll, we'll find out is it too long is it you know 18 is too long we'll find out real soon definitely uh based on you know like we said in the next three weeks here next four weeks when we see mandalorian because i mean it's going to be a shift for sure on what's on so any final thoughts this week you guys Yeah, looking forward to, I guess, more next week. You know, hopefully they give me some crosshairs. Definitely, definitely. So hopefully we, we get through this pickup as this episode did continue. And um, I guess until next week, guys, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way.
caught me off guard, man. I'm sorry. Thank you.